Good morning, Mosaic. I would like to take this opportunity to extend uh, my New Year's greetings to those of you who are in the congregation this morning, to those who are on the live stream as well. I'm sorry I couldn't be there with you in person, but we always have put the health and safety of our congregation first and foremost, and um, I had a few symptoms, so I wanted to make sure that I was looking out for others and taking care of myself as well. So thank you for indulging me as I come to you through this uh, different format. Uh, I'm grateful for the technology that allows us to do this, and I'm certainly grateful to having the tech director as my daughter. I should let you know in advance that this is not going to be a long message, so uh, I hope that uh, you appreciate the opportunity to hear a few words of wisdom and then go about your Sunday and enjoy the time with your families. Uh, with that, let's uh, open up with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for the beginning of another year, a new season, Lord, a new opportunity uh, if we're here to take it, Lord. And I just pray that in the words that I share today that... Uh, you would be honored, that you would be glorified, and that uh, you would build your people up to face the challenges that lay before them. We don't even know what they are, Lord, but we just pray that you would prepare us, that you would fortify our hearts, and just give us the tools we need to build your kingdom here in this little corner of the world where you've placed us in Lynchburg, Virginia. I pray that you bless everyone that's here, bless everyone that's watching, and their families and friends as well. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, here we are facing a new year, um, praying and hoping that it's going to be better than 2020 and 2021. How many of you, when you entered into 2021, were thinking, okay, it's a new year, it's a new start, things are going to be different, and then only a few weeks into it said, no, no, we want to bring it back, it's defective. I know that was me. And so, as we approach this new year, I want to talk about what it means to be a new creation, because that's what we really want, isn't it? Uh, we're told that we're a new creation in Christ, but sometimes it feels like we're just stuck, that we haven't gotten out of those things that uh, were part of our old selves. And so I want to talk a little bit about what it means to be a new creation. First and foremost, do you have any New Year's resolutions planned for 2022? I mean, I know that's a pretty common thing that you see uh, people making New Year's resolutions, things that they're going to do better this year than last year. Well, they took a poll very recently that showed that Americans are not much into New Year's resolutions in this upcoming year. Only 29% of Americans plan to make New Year's resolutions, and that's down, and I'll show you how far down it is just in just a little bit. Only about 30% of Americans who consider themselves hopeful about 2022 are planning to make New Year's resolutions. So even if they're hopeful about what's to come, only 30% of those people are going to have New Year's resolutions. And then of those who are not hopeful, who aren't looking forward to 2022, about 26% of them will not have New Year's resolutions. So look at this chart and you'll see the difference from 2019 all the way to the present day. It's interesting to note, you know, as we're going into 2019, you had about 42% of people who planned to make New Year's resolutions. And I remember entering into 2020 with a great deal of hope and anticipation. I had visited my family for the first time in many years down in Louisiana and had a wonderful time. It was a 
surprise visit, but it went very well. It was just wonderful to see my family, to see the church where I was baptized, to um, even be able to teach a little bit at that church, uh, which was unexpected. And so I came back just filled with a lot of hope for 2020. And then in about a month after that, all of a sudden we started hearing about this weird virus in China. And before we knew it, the pandemic was upon us. So, of course, 2020 was just a very challenging and very difficult year. We were doing things and going through things that we had not experienced in a century. And so we looked to 2021 with a lot of hope. And then all of a sudden things started happening in 2021 that made us lose hope. You look at where we were going into 2021, we had about 43% of people planning to make New Year's resolutions. So there was that hope that 2021 was going to be better. But you look at the effect of the last two years on the American psyche, and now we're here entering into 2022, and only 29% of people feel good enough about uh, going into this upcoming year uh, and planning to make resolutions. So what are the most common New Year's resolutions? Well, those are fairly straightforward. Here are the top 10, and you'll probably recognize some of them. Uh, exercise more, lose weight. That's one of mine. <laughs> Get organized, learn a new skill or hobby. Live life to the fullest, whatever that means. Travel more, read more, save more money, spend less money. Quit smoking or drinking or doing whatever it is that you are addicted to and spend more time with family and friends. So those are the top 10. So of those, the top 10 for 2022, according to a recent poll, losing weight, improving health. So there, there's that one. Improving your finances, spending more time with loved ones and enjoying life more. Those are the top four for 2022. But one of the interesting things about New Year's resolutions is that they're easy to make and they're hard to keep. According to Dan Diamond in Forbes magazine, but for all the good intentions, only a tiny fraction of us keep our resolutions. University of Scranton research suggests that just 8%, 8% of people achieve their New Year's goals. So what's at work here? Why is it so hard for us to keep our resolutions? Well, there are several things that come into play. The top 10 reasons for failure, doing too much at once. We have all of these long lists of resolutions and we wanna do them all and we get so flummoxed in trying to do too much that we just don't get anything done at all. Doing too little, uh, we don't get engaged at all. We never get off the ground. Doubt, too much thinking, not enough doing. Impatience, the process isn't fun. Change isn't fun, and most of these resolutions involve changing long-held habits, so it's not a fun process. Small setbacks, you know, we, we try, we have a setback, and all of a sudden we find ourselves uh, discouraged and not willing to continue. Not recording our progress. We don't keep track of what it is we're doing, and therefore we don't really have any, uh, any idea if we're making progress at all. No social support. Man, we need people to be behind us, to cheer us on, to encourage us, and sometimes we don't have it. And then, not knowing the why. It's really important for us to understand that when we make a resolution to do something, it's not just what we do, it's why we're doing it. Why is it important for us 
to take better care of ourselves? Why is it important to manage our finances better, to spend more time with family, to enjoy life more? Why are these things more important to us? I'm reminded of what Paul said in Romans chapter 7, 18 to 19. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Sound familiar? We have good intentions, but it's very hard for us to carry those out. But we have to remember that we serve a God of new beginnings, a God of new things. In Isaiah, he said, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So God is committed to new things. And it's really important for us to remember that he is not only committed to those things in ancient times, but he's committed to them today and forever. He goes on to say in Revelation, and he who was seated on the throne said, behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. So we have a God that believes in new beginnings, a God who believes in things that are new. So how do we get to new? What is it that we need to do to get to where God wants us to be? Well, the first thing we need to do is make a plan. It says in Proverbs 19:2, desire without knowledge is not good. How much more will hasty feet miss the way? In other words, if you get started without knowing where you're going, if you get started without knowing what the plan is, you're more likely than not going to miss the way. You're not going to succeed. In Proverbs 24, 27, it says, put your outdoor work in order and get your fields ready. After that, build your house. So basically it's saying, lay the groundwork, put everything out there that you need to, prepare things, and then build your house. Jesus was telling the story of the cost of discipleship, what it would mean to follow him. And it's a good example of making a plan. In Luke, he says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? So Jesus is saying, count the cost before you engage. Understand what it's going to take. Make a plan. Also, we need to be sure not to stumble over small setbacks. I mentioned before how sometimes we have something that causes us to trip up. Maybe we're on a diet and we're doing so well, and then all of a sudden we have that breakdown and we succumb to that white chocolate mousse that your wife just whipped up. Um, Obviously, that's a recent thing, you can tell. And you sit and you're disappointed because you fell off the wagon, so to speak. You, you uh, just messed up. Well, don't let those small setbacks deter you. In Lamentations, it says, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. 
They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So God doesn't give up on us when we stumble. He always looks to us and says, that's okay. Start over. The past is the past. It's a new day. It's a new dawn. Let's try again. And in 1 John, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So we have a God who is all about second chances, a God who is all about starting over again and trying again. And his love, his mercies, they're new every morning, they're infinite. Isn't that amazing? How else do we get to new? Well, we enlist others to help us achieve our goals. It's very difficult to do these things by ourselves, and it's even more critical that we let people in on the plan. Proverbs 11:14 says, For lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. And another area in Proverbs 15:22, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Ecclesiastes reads, Two are better than one, because they have a good return for their labor. For if either of them falls, the the one will lift up his companion. But woe to the one who falls when there is not another to lift him up. Furthermore, if two lie down together, they keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? And if one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. And in Thessalonians, Paul said, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. So bring other people into your efforts to make 2022 a better year. Um, You'll find that not only will they give you great moral support, but they'll give you great practical support. And they're there to help you through through those setbacks that you might encounter from time to time. And then remember your why. Remember earlier I said it's great to decide how you're going to approach these things, but you have to figure out why do you want to do it? What what makes it important? And Jesus gives us a lot of guidelines for that. In Colossians, he tells us, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. In Colossians, again, He says, whatever you do, do your work heartily, as for the Lord rather than for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. It is the Lord Christ whom you serve. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. That's in 1 Corinthians. In everything, set them an example by doing what is good. In your teaching, show integrity, seriousness, and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us. Then whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. So when we talk about being a new creation, when we talk about making all things new, when we talk about mercies being new every morning, our why always needs to be centered around the person of Jesus Christ. Because we're all claimed by him. We all are his disciples, and we in turn are to make disciples. And so he's there for us, and he's our purpose. He is our guide. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. 
if we find ourselves doing anything that is outside of the parameters of being with Jesus and for Jesus and by Jesus, chances are better than even that we may not make it to the end. We may not make it successfully to our goal. But if we stay fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, then the chances of us succeeding as we enter into 2022 are increased just exponentially. We need to find ourselves in a position where we surrender our setbacks, where we surrender our struggles, where we surrender the things that keep us from making all of those resolutions come to pass. We surrender it all to Him, the one whose mercies are new every morning. And in doing so, we build ourselves up to a time and a place where we can be fully realized. And then when we reach that point, he can use us in even greater ways than we've ever been used before. I don't know about you, but that is my goal, to try and find how I can be used by him in ways that I have not been used before. And if I do that, not only will that allow me to make progress in my own personal goals, but it builds the kingdom. And that's what we're all about. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this new opportunity. We thank you for new beginnings. And we thank you, Lord, for being a God of new things. Lord, I pray that we would follow the advice that you've laid out for us, that you would help us to make a plan and to bring others into our plan, but ultimately, Lord, to base everything we do on building your kingdom and giving you glory. Because, Lord, we know that if we subordinate ourselves to you, if everything else comes under you, then success is assured. Lord, I pray that we humble ourselves, that we decrease so you increase in our lives in 2022. And may everyone see that and just be drawn to it. And in being drawn to it, may we bring them into the loving grace and the mercy of your kingdom. We thank you, Lord. We love you. We pray that 2022 would be an amazing year for everyone with whom we come into contact because we have put our trust in you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So happy new year. Um, go out there and make 2022 the best year yet. <laughs>